0: super talk mississippi media production
1: joining me now here on the podcast my friend wilson alexander from down there in baton rouge he covers the lsu tigers for the advocate no chance that bo pelini is making a one-time reappearance for this game that mississippi state fans can look forward to
0: no unfortunately for mississippi state bo pelini will be nowhere near the sideline
1: <laughs> it's a shame it's a shame it really is first year of brian kelly you know, I feel like LSU might have more questions than anybody else in the West. New coach, new quarterback, just a lot of unknowns down there in Tiger Stadium. Can LSU in year one of Brian Kelly, can they be successful by LSU standards?
0: Maybe not by LSU's you know, fan base's sort of lofty uh expectations. You know, it would be a, a shock if this team won 10 games. I mean, gosh, if they were able to do that, that'd be an incredible turnaround here in year one. But they also get the sense, talking to a lot of fans, at least the more reasonable ones, that they understand that this might take a minute to all come together. That you know they still want to see eight and four, and even that's going to be difficult playing in the SEC West. Um, but I think there is sort of this understanding that okay, this is the first year; it might not be exactly what we're wanting. In, you know, a ten-win season, competing for titles, but um, they want to certainly want to see some progress and some change, and that is possible.
1: When I think about LSU through the years, basically for the past two decades, really, they're a team that's always had superstars, always had guys that were great, all, all SEC, all American players who would go on to the NFL. This team, you know, if you said who's the best player at LSU this year, I, I have to think about it. I don't really know right off the top of my head. Who are the potential superstars on this LSU team?
0: Those would be Kayshan Bute, wide receiver. He's going to be wearing number seven. He was on track to, if not win it, then certainly. Become a finalist for the Bulletnikov last year, uh, before he had an injury, mm-hmm. and then B.J. Ojolari is another one who could really stand out this year. He was a preseason first-team uh, defensive lineman. Uh, he's going to be kind of an edge rusher, uh, occasionally drop back into coverage, playing out of a two-point stance, but mainly getting after the passer. Those are the two who come to mind, and then I, I think a sleeper who people should really start paying attention to is Malik Neighbors. He has flashes as a freshman. Uh, kind of came on late during the year, but his hands are incredibly strong. He makes so many tough catches in traffic. He creates a lot of separation to really crisp route runner. they got him coming running out of the slot and he's been impressive throughout camp.
1: People are going here in Starkville are going to be mad here about Malik neighbors, but signing day flip still remembered here uh, at Mississippi state. Jaden Daniels comes in from Arizona state. He, he was a good quarterback at Arizona state. I feel like that's, that's a very fair Description of him. Now he comes to the SEC. It looks like he has the inside track for the starting job. You know, you've seen him in camp. What do you think of Jaden Daniels?
0: He looks better as a passer than he did in the spring. Back in the spring, they started tweaking his footwork, and Jaden didn't say much about how significant that was when asked about it yesterday, but it was something that was kind of an ongoing process. And Brian Kelly said that it was leading to some inconsistencies because, you know, had to kind of work through that and push through those growing pains. To in the long run make him a more consistent and accurate passer, and you're seeing that I think at times this this camp he looks better, more confident. You know he's got through some good balls over the middle. Uh, he he's been making good decisions. I, I haven't seen him at least in the you know sort of limited viewings that we've had. I haven't really seen him throw an interception though. Brian Kelly said I think there was some in the red zone at practice yesterday from both him and Nussmeier. He it, though in a you know it was just one drive today, but their full team period started off and he he led a really. Efficient drive for a touchdown. Uh, he was precise, and, and he's was making pretty good decisions. He's also just so athletic um, that when a, something breaks down, he can create so many plays with his legs.
1: There was a you know a time where LSU versus Florida State would have been an absolute you know top five matchup, no question about it. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Florida State this year. I think LSU is going to win that that opener pretty easily. What can we learn about the Tigers in, in Week One against Florida State?
0: We can certainly. Like you said, it, it might not be the best measuring stick because of where Florida State has been as a program, but you're still going to learn, you know, how many questions are still remaining on this team. You know, there's been so much that they've had to figure out in camp. We'll kind of come out of that game knowing, okay, are there are still things that have to be decided and figured out before you get to the SEC schedule, or are they going to be able to kind of just build some continuity and improve? You'll also probably get a sense of how much they've just responded to Brian Kelly. You know, if they come out, if they lay an egg in the opener, and that's not a great sign. Um, but they come out, they play hard, uh, physical, uh, and sort of, the, you know, the elements that he wants to see. And that'll be a good sign for what they maybe can do the rest of the year and, and setting up through the rest of his tenure if they're able to play well, in, you know, in his first game.
1: It's been a rough couple of years for LSU defensively after, you know, a decade plus of dominating the conference. But since Dave Aranda left, you know, these last two years obviously have not been what you expect from LSU defense. What is this team going to look like on that side of the ball?
0: There's a lot of athletes on that side of the ball particularly with starting with the defensive front Mason Smith, BJ Ojalari, Ali Gay, Jacqueline Roy. Those are all guys who could end up being first or second round picks, maybe you know third round at the latest in the NFL draft and you got all four of them on the front uh, that they anchor that entire group. Um, but there's a fairly actually deep secondary that has got some good players in there. You think about like Jerry Grant Converse who was an all Big 12 selection Oklahoma State last year. Major Burns, who is coming off an injury and has been really impressive, getting a lot of first-team reps over Joe fouche who's a proven SEC starter at Arkansas. They, they've got some solid players there. The linebacker core is unproven, but also has some options. So I think there's maybe a defense with high upside. Um, I don't know how low or high the floor of this defense is, but they're going to be doing a lot of different they, – they're going to be really multiple. We saw today in practice running two and three linebacker sets. They've had three and four down linemen, uh, mostly three. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see what Matt House does with that group that that does have some upside.
1: Where is this team weak, in your opinion? Where, if you're if you're coaching Mississippi State, where would you attack LSU?
0: I would start by trying to get after those cornerbacks downfield. I mean, you know, obviously Mississippi State with the air raid, you know, that's what they're going to try to do, and and LSU just doesn't have a, a proven group in this in the secondary. Brian Kelly said coming into preseason camp, there was a lot of hoping and wishing. Now they turned that into more concrete answers. He feels that it has said over the last couple of weeks that he feels a lot better about the options that they have in the secondary, things that they can go four, even six deep at outside cornerback, which is a, a position that was completely gutted. Uh, and, and all new starters there um, from what they had last year. Well, how much can that come together? They're going to be able to communicate. That stuff sometimes can take time. Um, and, and we just don't know how well they can keep up. Uh, that's probably one of their weaknesses. Um, the others uh, may be on the offensive line, which was a group that struggled last year. They've got five new starters there. You know, if you can if you can cause stress uh, on that group, then you can disrupt what LSU wants to do offensively, because everything starts with the offensive line for LSU. They want to be able to run the football and be physical on the front. Those are two biggest question mark positions on this team, and you know things maybe be trend- might be trending in a better direction than going what you thought going into preseason camp, uh, but it hasn't been proven yet.
1: This is a series that it was uncompetitive for for two decades. LSU won 21 out of 22 from 1991 to 2013. In 14, when State wins in Baton Rouge, since then, it's been a much more competitive series. State has picked up three wins in that time frame. And the games themselves have been close, whereas before, it was consistently 30, 40-point wins for the Tigers. It's not like State has started recruiting at a much higher level or LSU has had a downturn in recruiting. The talent gap is still there. In your opinion, why has this become a more competitive series?
0: Well, a lot of that, I guess, uh, we've been looking at it, has been under, you know, a chunk of that was under Ed Orgeron. And, you know, they obviously there was that that game coming right out in 2020 that I think everybody would probably remember the most. But they also, you know, got them in, in uh, what was that? I think, 17, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that you know uh, big upset there too and um for whatever reason um you know it's i think maybe some poorly coached games on lsu's front and also just mississippi state playing well i mean you know, dan mullen had that program rocking there for for a minute and um you know and turned them into certainly a more annual contender um and someone that you have to to worry about and pay attention to and now with the air raid you, you've got to be able to know exactly how you're going to defend that because it can be so tricky um and got tripped up LSU in 2020. So yeah, like you said, LSU has recruited at a higher level, but you know Mississippi State has gotten better as a program, and they've caught LSU uh, at least in 2020 in particular uh, in a down year.
1: Should be a really interesting game in Week Three. Could determine how these both of these team seasons goes uh, from that point forward. Wilson Alexander from the Advocate in Baton Rouge. Thanks so much, man. Always appreciate your time.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Brian.